Hello, and welcome to the American Association for Respiratory Care's Industry Insights, where we talk with industry leaders in respiratory care and get a sneak peek into how they're working to improve the quality of care and the respiratory care profession. I'm Doug Lair, Chief Operating Officer at the AARC, and will serve as your host. Since 1947, the AARC has been leading the effort to advance the respiratory care profession and promote high-quality, cost-effective, patient-centric respiratory care. The respiratory care profession is ever-growing and evolving thanks in part to industry leaders. Their innovative developments help improve patient care and patient outcomes. On today's AARC Industry Insights podcast, we are joined by three Medline Respiratory Care leaders. Donna Mazakowski, Vice President of the Respiratory Division, Patrick Griffin, Vice President of National Field Sales, and James Donegan, Clinical Resource Manager. Enjoy my conversation with Donna, Patrick, and James. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to AARC Industry Insights uh, podcast. We are very, very excited today to have our um, our good partners from Medline with us. We're going to do a little bit different uh, podcast today. Uh, you guys know by listening to the show that typically we just have one guest, but we are blessed with the presence of three of Medline's um, very best and brightest and talented uh uh, employees with us today. And so I'd just like to welcome each of you to the show. Donna, James, Patrick, welcome. So Donna, I'd like to start with you. So um, this past year has been a very, very exciting time for Medline. Um, and if I understand correctly, you guys have, well, I don't understand. I know for for certain that you guys have had have acquired the Hudson RCI portfolio. And I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how important that is for Medline and what does that actually mean from your perspective for the respiratory community? Great. Well, Doug, first and foremost, on behalf of Medline, we'd like to thank you and the ARC for the opportunity to speak with you today. As for the question regarding the Hudson acquisition, first of all, I don't even know how it's possible that it has already been a year since we announced the acquisition of Hudson. Um, This past year has been nothing but a whirlwind of activity. But for us, the addition of the Hudson RCI products, gold standard in the respiratory industry, was so important to Medline because it allows us to make great strides in achieving our mission for supporting respiratory clinicians across the care continuum. For the respiratory community, Medline plus Hudson RCI means there is a supply partner that will support clinicians in four important ways. First, it's all about providing choice. We now have the most unique and comprehensive product offering thanks to the addition of Hudson RCI products, meaning we are offering clinicians a wide variety of critical tools needed to take care of patients all through one source. And we also provide a lot of different options within our portfolio. So we wanna make sure that we are able to best meet the needs of every type of facility taking care of respiratory patients. Second, we offer differentiated solutions These are products that you'll hear a little bit more about a little bit later on in the podcast that are really impacting how care is delivered, 
whether that's products that are focusing on patient safety, patient comfort, or just making it easier for clinicians in general to provide care. Third, operational efficiency. At the end of the day, Medline wants to be more than just a supplier. We want clinicians to look at Medline Respiratory as their partner and helping them finding ways to improve operational efficiencies. We know that the last few years have been absolutely unprecedented with what respiratory therapists have done to care for patients. And it has been nothing short of heroic and we really just can't thank them enough for everything that they've been able to do. So Medline wants to support our clinicians. We wanna help them to find ways to, again, incorporate operational efficiencies such as skew reduction or reducing waste. Again, anything that we can do to help make their jobs easier so they can spend more of their time really focusing on the patient. Finally, we know how important it is to be able to access critical supplies when you need them most. The Hudson RCI acquisition added two North American manufacturing plants including one right here in Arlington Heights, Illinois. The addition of these plants, coupled with Medline's best-in-class uh, best supply chain, just really allows us to be more proactive and respond more quickly and making sure we're getting products where they're needed globally. Well, I certainly uh, appreciate the recognition of the respiratory therapist. I'm a respiratory therapist myself, and I think how you described our role in the pandemic is spot on. It's been unprecedented. And um, as they say, not all, all heroes wear, wear, wear capes. And I certainly think that the respiratory therapist falls into that category. Patrick, you're the, the, um, the vice president of national field sales. Is there anything that you'd like to add? I'd ask you the same question. Yeah, absolutely. I think Donna summed it up really well. Um, and, you know, we're going to hear from James on this podcast as well. But that's probably the best example right there is the, the people of it. And we brought over uh, the sales team as well as a clinical resource team uh, to come over into Medline and really help service our customers. So we're not starting from scratch here. And there's a number of relationships out there, there's subject matter expertise, and the ability for us to really interface with customers and help them achieve their clinical goals. So that's what's most exciting to me. Fantastic. So James, I'd, I'd like to now jump to you with a question. And Donna touched on the pandemic. It's impacted all of us. Respiratory therapists have, have gone through a growth period. Their roles have expanded. They've learned a tremendous amount. Treatment options that we initially started, we thought were debunked only to find out that that was actually the correct path to go. Aerosol generating procedures, the list goes on and on. But I'm also quite certain that Medline has learned quite a bit over the last year as it relates to respiratory care and the pandemic. Um, could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely, Doug. And, and thank you very much for the chance to be able to speak to our AARC members. And you really hit the nail on the head there. Um, there was a lot of change and a lot of uh, different approaches to providing respiratory care, uh, especially, you know, throughout the pandemic. You know, as a supplier and as a clinician supporting a supplier, we all learned together what it was like to suddenly have less of something, less of lots of things. Uh, clinicians learned what it was like to have less staff. We learned what it was like to have less rooms to treat patients. We learned that it, we had less time to react to problems as they arose. Um, and they also learned that, it, that what it was like to have less resources that we used every day to care for these patients. Um, 
masks as well as protect clinicians, right? I'm thinking about face masks and and uh, and gloves for uh, as those examples. I mean, I'm having I'm actually I'm having flashbacks right now of uh, thinking about the clinicians calling me every day during that first wave of the pandemic with questions that I never in a million years thought that I would be asked. Like I'm looking for HEPA filters for a scuba mask, or I, what, or what, what type of adapters do I need to make one vent work for two patients? That was a, that was a pretty ugly one. Uh, but maybe, maybe the ugliest was, you know, J, you know, James, I, I'm looking for face masks. I'm looking for cannulas. I'm looking for water. I'm looking for ventilator circuits. Yes. I'm looking for filters. I can't find any of these items anywhere. Do you know where we can find some? I mean, again, I never thought I would be on the receiving end of those types of questions. Um, but I mean, if there is anything good to take away um, from having less of a resource, it's definitely in the way we meet that challenge and adapt, right? Uh, clinicians needed the tools to treat patients. And more than ever, they leaned into us at Medline to make that happen. Uh, that meant as a supplier, we needed to lean into our partnerships with our device manufacturers, and we had to meet all new demand forecasting needs. Uh, as a supplier, we leaned into our clinical program resources as well. Uh, our clinical resources supported clinicians directly, sometimes with just some with short-term solutions, uh, and sometimes we worked together with, with the clinicians to create long-term strategies that would minimize that effect of having less. I mean, don't get me wrong and make no mistake, having less of the resources needed for patient care is never a good thing and was never a good thing to experience. But I'm reminded of that saying, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, you know, I, would th I think of that, it's, it's a catalyst or it's, some, it's a driver of efficiency. Uh, and some, whether we're ready for that or not. So it's definitely a lesson that we as supplier learned and clinicians, we all learn together. We all and, and happen very quickly. James, your response is one that I think that a lot of, of um, industries across the globe could learn from. Because 10 years from now, those clinicians, they may not necessarily remember the, the equipment that got them through the issue, but they will remember the service that they got from the company. And for you to jump in and find solutions for them while they were in the, the worst crisis of their careers will we'll stick with them forever. So thank you so much. Donna, you, you're responsible for the entire respiratory service line at Medline. I'd ask you the same question. I know that you will look at things potentially from a little bit more of a macro level than, than James was, but I'd ask you the same question. Yeah, I think it was such an unprecedented time and just the unexpected waves, the unexpected surges, the unexpected and the shift of change of the types of products that clinicians were looking for as we went through from wave one to wave two to wave three. And typically from a manufacturing perspective, historically it would just be like, okay, we're going to increase inventory levels for flu season. And the biggest guesswork that we needed was, is flu season going to hit before or after the holidays? But it was pretty easy to kind of anticipate and, and try to meet the needs and the higher demand for respiratory products. But with the pandemic and those surges and coupled all of that with the worldwide supply chain challenges, I mean, this has not been an easy task. So we've been really just taking the approach that we just need to constantly be prepared for the unexpected. 
And so we are ramping up production on all kinds of products, increasing safety stock levels like never before, because we just want to make sure that we don't have to go through what we saw in those first two years and, and anticipate anything that might be coming our way. So Patrick, I, I know that the definition of face-to-face has changed significantly over the last two years. Face-to-face for you pre-pandemic was getting in front of somebody in their hospital probably. Now it's very different. You can do that on Zoom. I can't imagine the influence that the pandemic has had on your role and your team's role and their ability to get into hospitals, to interact with their customers, to showcase your, your products and equipment. Um, how has how has the pandemic changed that? What what are your lessons learned from a sales perspective? You know that's uh, that's a great question. I guess for my team, you know, customer facing, getting into hospitals, having those kind of direct conversations to impact patients. Well, that was second nature to them. And then the pandemic changed everything. Um, I would say the resiliency that we saw in the caregivers and the patients as they. Uh, kind of persevered throughout the past two years was a great motivator. So when you go from an in-person sale to Zoom or Microsoft Teams and, you know, kind of the virtual sale, well, that's pretty easy when when you see what your customers and their patients are dealing with, right? So, um, you know, it, that, that was probably the biggest factor. And now as things start to open up again in the world, and now we're getting back into uh, hospitals and access is opening and we're seeing our old friends and hearing about kind of the stories over the past two years and really, um, you know, trying to help them improve their clinical practice. It It's reminded you of why you originally started the job and it's been a, a great motivator. But again, it pales in comparison to what our customers dealt with. So um, we're happy to do it. Fantastic. James, let's let's jump over to you. Uh, you're a respiratory therapist. We have seen growth in the medical equipment industry. We've seen innovation at levels we've not seen before. From your perspective, what are the product trends that we've seen over the last two years specifically uh, during the pandemic? Well, how much time do we have, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, in all seriousness, there's, there, you're right. There was a lot of growth, a lot of changes, a uh, lot of new products, a lot of using old products that we never, you know, really, you know, would, would take out. Um, I mean, clinically speaking, it's really hard to answer that question without thinking about how the pandemic drove so many of the changes that we practice respiratory therapy, right? We, we saw products come into focus. Uh, some were get, just like I said, gathering dust on a storage shelf. Uh, some that were being ordered all at once to meet increased demand for treating patients with COVID-19. Um, for instance, uh, during the first wave of COVID, we saw therapists reacting uh, to the news of bioaerosol dispersal. Right, you mentioned that earlier on in in your introduction. Uh, the, there was significant risk posed to clinicians through aerosol therapy. So with the nation still running short of PPE, every RT department all at once was suddenly switching to either, you know, filtered nebulizers. They were started to switch to breath actuated nebulizers uh, or they just stopped using nebulizer treatments altogether and and, and started opted opting for uh, meter dosed inhalers. Right. The, the with the world still in the midst of a pandemic 
it's clear to me at least that filtered medication delivery devices and nebulizers that that limit aerosol droplets into the environment, anything that reduces caregiver exposure, I think all of those are are more than just a short-term trend. I think they're becoming more of a standard of care. Uh, another thing that comes to mind, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about how information about how the virus spread and how more of that started to come into light. We saw a definitely increased demand for, for HEPA and bacterial viral filtration. We used to just put them on, on you know, our machines, but now we put them everywhere, right? We, 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 yes, we put them on ventilators, but we also put them on BiPAPs. Uh, I'm thinking about anesthesia. Anesthesia is becoming, is, is standardizing more to, to filters or HMEs that have a built-in filter. You know, we're also putting them on resuscitation bags, uh, and that's becoming more and more of a standard, right? So whether the situation calls for HEPA filters or, or bacterial viral filters or, you know, even HMEs with, with filters, Medline has supported and we continue to support this increased demand. And we do so with a really great, you know, uh, uh, filtration options, and we do it for all forms of ventilation. Uh, another th- another thing that comes to mind is I'm I'm thinking about you know the different waves of of the pandemic you know I'm thinking the, during the the end of the first wave and kind of the start of the second wave of the pandemic uh, respiratory departments were really really feeling the pressure of decreased staff levels right in many places around the country I, I think that they they still are so respiratory devices that improve the workflow of the respiratory therapist, all started to come into a much sharper focus. I would argue that uh, soft cannulas uh, are becoming also becoming more of a standard of care because we saw, especially in the first wave of the pandemic, how bad skin breakdown could get uh, when we weren't able to monitor skin integrity, especially those with the, that with our long haul hypoxic patients. You know, to that, to that end, we also continue, continue to see an uptick in, in, in a need for oxygen delivery devices uh, that are more efficient, like our, like specifically I'm thinking about OxyMask. Um, if for anybody who, who doesn't know what an OxyMask is, uh, it's, you know, it's an open mask design and, and it allows for f- flow rates, for low flow rates and, and high flow rates. And, and, and it basically kind of eliminates that back and forth between uh, cannula to a medium concentration mask, back to a cannula, back to a, or maybe a, a partial non-rebreather. You know, all of this back and forth is now greatly minimized. And it, I, I can think of not a, I can't think of a better example of an oxygen therapy device that makes delivery better for the patient and easier for the clinician as well. But let's, let's, what if now going down that rabbit hole a little bit, I'm I'm also thinking about high flow nasal cannula delivery, right? By by the second stage of the pandemic, we knew as clinicians that patients who were placed on high flow early on had significantly better outcomes than those who are not. So RT departments, again, all at once, were suddenly exploring different high flow nasal cannula devices. And I would argue they with that they, they needed to have quick turnaround times. They had to be easy to operate. Uh, they had to be mindful of costs. That's a big one. And they also have to have the ability to go up to 60 liters per minute. Uh, luckily, you know, with we, you know, teaming up with, with Hudson, uh, the, our comfort flow high flow system ticked off a lot of those boxes. And we were able to, to get these devices into the hands of clinicians when they were needed the most. 
uh, I, I'm thinking I, it's it's hard. I'm thinking of a few a few other ones that are really important. Uh, I'm 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 thinking about uh, I'm thinking thinking about the the changes uh, in the way clinicians manage airway cuff pressure. Right. I, I think we're think we're seeing a lot of changes in the way we manage airway cuff pressure because we're seeing lengthier ventilator stays. Uh, we're seeing increases in the use of proning, especially for those really severely hypoxic patients. I mean, clinicians are really hyper aware that when we change body position, as it, you know, so changes in body position as well as duration of time on the ventilator has a direct correlation with increases in tracheal injury. So we're we're definitely seeing increases in intracuff pressure monitoring. Uh, I so to meet this demand uh, for airway cuff management, Medline offers our AG cuff fill. And that's just an airway cuff pressure manometer. It, it measures uh, airway cuff pressure. It adjusts cuff pressure. And it does it all in a disposable syringe. Um, because it's a disposable device, the clinicians can now place one at every patient bedside. And that, and that eliminates the risk of cross-contamination. So that, that's another big change I'm seeing in the way, uh, in the way we manage cuff pressure. But, but lastly, if I can have one more second, I, the... I don't think we can talk about improving efficiencies in patient care without talking about products that also lower the cost of care, right? So RT departments are taking a much harder look at their consumable product labeling, and they're doing this in an effort to align their best practice with the manufacturer changeout guidelines. Uh, I can't think of a clearer example of Medline's approach to, to strengthening this alignment between practice and, and manufacturer recommendation uh, than our ClearPro closed suction catheter system. Now, <clears throat> Medline has, has featured this catheter for a little while now, but its importance in the care of ventilated patients really can't be understated, uh, especially when we're considering the increased costs of, of ventilator care management. So <clears throat> Medline narrowed in on the features and benefits of a closed suction catheter that are the most important to both you know, the care of the patient and the clinician. Uh, features like an independent catheter tip cleaning chamber, uh, as well as a pressure wiper seal that limits the loss of PEEP. Uh, features that clinicians really expect with a long-term closed suction catheter, but arguably the most important feature of the ClearPro is, is that it, it can be found in its product labeling. Uh, it's, it, it states that in the directions for use to, the, to change out the catheter per facility protocol. Now, this specific labeling actually aligns more closely with the AARC clinical practice guidelines, uh, care of the ventilator circuit, and it suggests that the closed suction catheter be treated as part of the ventilator circuit. Now, that means that clinicians can align their closed suction catheter changeout frequency to that of their ventilator circuit and not simply an arbitrary, you know, 24 or 72 hour period. So, this simple update to our product labeling, allowing changeout frequency per facility protocol is a win-win for both the patient and the clinician. Uh, the patient benefits from fewer disconnections from the ventilator and the RT department can potentially save both time and, and valuable consumable resources. Uh, like Donna said kind of earlier on, uh, Medline, at Medline, we're definitely committed to making the job of caring for patients easier. And those really are just a, a fraction of the trends that I've observed over the, the course of the past few years. 
Yeah, James, I, I agree with you that maybe we should get a, a completely separate podcast on this on this topic <laughs> alone. You had a lot to say, but but the message that I heard is that there is unlikely to be a clinical manifestation or or a clinical issue that a respiratory therapist has that Medline is unable to assist with. Is that a fair statement? I would absolutely agree. So so Donna, at a at a corporate level. I would ask you the same question as it relates to some of the, the product trends and, and how has Medline responded? Well, I think as James talked about, respiratory just continues to evolve and how they are treating patients, what they try to need, and, and they need so many tools. Um, our patients' needs are wide ranging. And so really as a supply partner, we need to be able to help support the advancements in care. Uh, we need to be able to respond with the right tools. So our R&D team, along with our product management team, is continually focused on how we develop innovative solutions to support clinicians. And I think now more than ever, especially as we talked about the ability to get back in and talk to folks face-to-face, hearing firsthand from our customers about what they're experiencing, what they need, so that we can develop the right tools is just absolutely critical for all of us. And Patrick, uh, any closing thoughts on this question before we move on to the next? A little bit of what I heard both in James and Donna's answers was an extreme focus as it comes to the patients and the customers, right? And who's closest to them? Well, a lot of times it's the sales team, whether it's virtually or whether it's in person at the hospital in the respiratory therapy department, we're able to uh, work directly with them firsthand and understand what they need. Um, And I think, you know, it's just been, it, it's an honor in a way in being able to pass that on to our team and being able to play that part in advancing respiratory care. An honor. That is uh, that is a descriptor that I've, it's probably a first one that I've heard on the, uh, on the provider side. I applaud you for using it that way. Um, so Patrick, I'm not going to let you go. Uh, I'm going to have you kick off the next question. So you know, from from your sales perspective, you work very, very closely with your customer. And I assume that that most of those customers are, are the respiratory managers. What recommendations could you share with our listeners, especially those who have direct contact with their sales associates on the industry side, on how you can best partner with your supplier and distributor to improve overall efficiencies? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you, Doug. You know, I think first and foremost, because it is respiratory supplies and we're in the midst of a pandemic, that it's extremely important, right, uh, for everyone on the Medline side, really, that our customers get the right product in the right place in the right time frame for their patients. And when you partner with a supplier, I, it truly is that. It's a, it's a partnership. And with Medline, we wanna take a consultative approach to that partnership, right? If we're pushing exactly what we think is best without listening to them, hearing about their clinical practice, knowing the operations of that respiratory therapy department, well, uh, there's not a lot of credibility behind that. So we wanna understand their needs. We have a slew of different solutions. We have a full team, whether it's our sales specialists or our clinical resource managers. And all of those options and all of those choices to fit those customer needs, well, we need to kind of, you know, understand um, how it plays a part into, and I've, I've said this a few times now, advancing the care, advancing respiratory care for our customers. So it's not just a supplier, but what we do a lot of times is 
we'll dive into the data with the customer, right? And we have what's called a utilization review. And really it's a unique service where we partner with the respiratory therapist, the respiratory director. We understand what their patients are going through. We go through any kind of clinical thoughts and suggestions that are important to them. We wanna find ways where we can help them improve their operational efficiencies. It could be consolidating the amount of vendors they're using, reducing the amount of SKUs that they're using, finding a product that can specifically create an efficiency with their clinical practice, and really at the same time through all of this, drive down their total costs. I'll give you an example, and this isn't just specific to everyone on this call, this is Medline as a company, but supply chain, it's come up a few times on this podcast already. Over the past few years, Medline's invested over $1.5 billion into our supply chain, our distribution space, um, and it all plays a part in being able to get those critical respiratory supplies to our customers when they need them. James, I would ask you the same question, but just with a with a slight slight twist with the eye from your clinical perspective. Uh, but I would ask you the same question that I asked Patrick. Sure, absolutely, Doug. I mean, clinically speaking, I'm I'm personally proud to be part of a of a dynamic clinical team. We, we have one sole purpose here, and that's, and that's really to make, make it easier for clinicians who come to us with their product needs to find that correct solution, right? So, um, the, but the clinical program at Medline is made up of more than just respiratory therapists, right? We, we have wound care specialists. We have peri-op nurses. We have vascular specialists. And we all bring our unique skill set to the table to help healthcare providers. Not, not again, just not to find the right solution for the patient, but also to implement those solutions quickly and as with little disruption to normal operations as, as possible. Patrick touched base on a, on a few uh, key uh, aspects of that. Um, sometimes it is finding efficiencies through skew reduction, right? We, the cl- clinical resources uh, can help to present one product that can effectively replace multiple products on your storage self. That's a good way to, to make your department run more smoothly. Um, sometimes it's finding a disposable product solution that that reduces inefficiency and in reprocessing. Uh, I, I'm thinking about our active humidifier and, and using disposable temperature probes to you know speed up that turnaround time, which in effect uh, helps get these get these devices you know turned around and ready for the next patient. Sometimes, also like Patrick said, being an efficient partner means we have to be active listeners. We have to listen to our healthcare providers and we have to we have to help connect all these dots together before we start taking next steps. So that partnership is really important. We have uh, for the last 20 to 25 minutes, we've talked about the Hudson RCI acquisition. We've talked about the start of the pandemic. We've talked about how Medline has responded and um, to the pandemic, most specifically about how you've responded and increased your, your levels of service to your customers. I'd like to, uh, to ask each of you one final parting question, not about the past, but about the future. Donna, from a business perspective, um, what can you share with me uh, what the future holds for Medline? I think that the only thing that we can say is that we're excited about what lies ahead for respiratory and how Medline is going to help play a part in supporting the respiratory community. And whether that's supporting our clinicians that are located here in the U.S. or clinicians abroad, 
whether that's a clinician that is taking care of patients in the acute or post-acute settings, because we know that our respiratory patients are, you know, hospital at home needing that support. So I think for us, it's continually looking ahead. How can we really make sure that we're providing the right solutions that will really impact patient care? And again, the sustainability and environmental footprint and just looking forward and working closely with our customers. And again, as James said, just really listening to what it is that they need and want to be able to support them. James, perfect segue over to you. I'll ask you the same question. Thank you again, Doug. Uh, I mean, I would just add to Donna's comments that Medline also supports the growth of respiratory therapists through an executive education program called Medline Institute. Also, you know, be on the lookout for fresh respiratory CEU content at Medline University, which is coming later this year. Um, I mean, I personally, as a clinician, I would close by saying that, you know, as a respiratory therapist and a clinical resource manager, I mean, I couldn't be prouder to work with an organization like Medline. You know, when I came over to Medline from Hudson RCI, I learned really quickly that like Hudson RCI, Medline is a true supporter of the respiratory profession. Um, We have partnerships and initiatives like like, uh, the World Needs More RTs campaign. Um, Medline also is committed to supporting RT engagements. Um, as As well as Medline Institute programs that can help RTs become more influential or within their organizations. Um, I believe that we, we really are looking at a, at a bright future for current and future respiratory therapists. And Patrick, I'll have you bring us home uh, at, the, at the end of this podcast with that same question. No, it's a good question. And, uh, you know, when you think about what does the future hold for anything, it's extremely difficult to predict, right? So here's what I can say about Medline combined with Hudson and where we go in the future. I don't know necessarily what it'll be, but I know we'll be involved. Um, and, you know, James had named a few examples, but also we're also sponsoring AARC Explorers, right? And coming up in July. And there's two sessions, mostly focused around COVID, of course, um, and both of which will earn a CRCE. So you're going to see one is, has COVID changed how we manage uh, the ventilated ARDS patient and also the respiratory drive in COVID-19 patients. So, you know, it's a great question, Doug. Uh, we'll just have to see, right? <laughs> well, Medline is a corporate partner of the AARC. We're very, very grateful for that. Uh, Donna, real quick, one last question before I let you go. Hopefully after today's podcast, uh, for, for our listeners who may not be current customers of Medline, they will soon become customers of Medline. As it relates to the Hudson RCI uh, product acquisition, just out of curiosity for for our listeners who may not know, will will the will the products be distributed as a Medline product, or will they be distributed as a as a Hudson RCI product? That's a great question. Um, the Hudson RCI name tradition is longstanding, and we want to make sure that we continue that tradition. So, over time, as we update packaging and labels, you'll see Medline but you will still see that Hudson RCI logo. So we will have the Medline logo, but Hudson RCI for those products so that uh, customers can easily identify those that have, again, just that longstanding tradition. And I, I, I think that's that's great. So for the, for the people who are longstanding customers of Hudson RCI, while the ownership may have changed, the, the same quality that you get with those products is not. Very good. Well, Donna, James, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today on AARC Industry Insights Podcast. Uh, We really appreciate the three of you joining us. 
Again, thank you so much for Medline being a corporate partner of the AARC. Coming to you from Studio One here in the AARC corporate offices, I sign off by saying, when you can't breathe, nothing else matters. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks for listening to the American Association for Respiratory Care's Industry Insights. Be sure to check out our show notes page for links to our featured guests, as well as other podcast episodes. And be the first to know when our next episode airs by subscribing to our podcast. Until next time, my friends, keep on supporting the respiratory therapy profession.